Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Fort Bank County Health and Human Services Just for the Health of It podcast, where we cover several topics to help the public make informed decisions. We've been doing this a bit different this month. We're dedicating all of our podcasts this month to discussing the important topic of breast cancer awareness and inviting survivors to share their experience with us and our listeners. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This is a disease that affects the lives of thousands of women each year. Most breast cancers are found in women who are 50 years old or older, but breast cancer also affects younger women. Our guest today is Sunshim Bik. Sunshim is a survivor. She's been a survivor for five years. Her journey started in July of 2015. She was diagnosed with triple negative stage three breast cancer on the left breast. She was only 44 years old. Sunshim, thank you so much for speaking to us on such an important topic. Sunshim, what is a triple negative stage three mean? Oh, yes. Hi, Sally. Uh, thank you for asking. Cancer types are determined by the characteristic and size of the tumor. The triple negative breast cancer is the cancer cell doesn't have estrogen, progesterone receptor, nor the types negative for the protein called human epidermal growth factor receptor 2, which is often called HER2. This triple negative breast cancer is growing faster than the other types of breast cancer and has limited treatment options because cancer cells are lack of those receptors. You didn't really have any symptoms, did you? Uh, well, actually, I did, but I couldn't realize it was. But let me go back to breast cancer stage, you know. Uh, also, stage usually expressed as a number on a scale of 0 through 4. So like a stage zero means non-invasive cancer that remain within their original location versus a stage four, which is invasive cancer, has spread outside the breast to the other part of the body. Mm-hmm. So in my case, a stage three breast cancer meant cancer had not spread to bones or organs, but it had advanced to the auxiliary lymph nodes on the left side. And, and, and you said you had some t- symptoms, right? What were the symptoms? Well, actually, it's a long story short. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yes. I had some common symptoms of breast cancer, but I never thought it could be a breast cancer. I was 44 years old in 2015, as you introduced, when I was diagnosed with the breast cancer. Unfortunately, I skipped my annual mammogram for two years in 2013 and 2014. My family moved to Texas from Utah in 2014 because my husband's job was relocated. I was very busy at that time, moving across the state and to take care of my family. My oldest son was in junior high school and the other two boys were in elementary school. My priority was help my family get settled in a new environment, and I accept a full-time position as a nurse at Fort Bend County Health Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt more tired than usual at the time. Uh, when I cooked after coming home from work, my body felt heavier than usual, mm-hmm. and I wanted to sit so I can rest. I wondered, why am I so tired? One night, um, when I took a shower, I noticed a new lumps on my left, left breast, and uh, the size of my left breast seems to be changed a little bit. Although 
it was not holding at all. I was concerned about the binding, but I assumed the lump would be benign condition because I had abnormal breast condition in the past. Um, finally, I scheduled a mammogram quite a few months after finding it. On the same day I had a mammogram, I was told that I had to have ultrasound right away. So as soon as the ultrasound technician left the exam room, uh, a doctor came to check me again and he said he was sure that I had breast cancer and numerous lymph nodes on the auxiliary region were swollen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was quite shocked. Mm-hmm. So when I asked him what it meant, he said, I needed to see a doctor immediately and he would schedule a biopsy as soon as possible. A few days after I had biopsy on the affected breast area and the left auxiliary nose and the diagnosis was confirmed. And that must have been, been really tough on you and, and family. Your family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and did you have any family history of breast cancer? No. No. None no. of my uh, mother's side, either father's side, you know. My mom uh, will be 78 this year, December. My father will be uh, uh, 80 next year. Mm-hmm. None of them had any kind of cancer. So this was just out of nowhere. Yeah, they checked brackets in, of course, and it was negative too. Mm-hmm. How did, how did you feel initially? I know you said you were shocked. And I know anybody hearing this type of news is shocked. But when the shock kind of goes away and you start to think, what were those thoughts? Of course, I felt frightened and start worrying about what will be happening in my future and will my kids survive with my mom. I know, I'm sorry. No, no, Sally, no, you that's, me cry. that's fine. Those, oh. are, those are, you can, sorry, you I, can tear up. It's it's totally so, fine. Don't sorry, apologize. Try, Don't try apologize. not to be, emotion, be emotional. I'm that's sorry. That's fine. That's fine. That's very, yeah. yeah, you start to think about the most important things in life, your kids, mm-hmm. you know, your family. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What was your treatment like? What You had to do chemo. What was your treatment like? Uh, yeah, uh, well, actually, I was very lucky to meet my wonderful cancer team at MD Anderson. Mm-hmm. They ordered all diagnostic tests again, include biopsies on both area uh, of the breast, and uh, they ordered whole body CT scan. And um, it was metastasized to the left auxiliary lymph node, but there was no other spread to any other organ. I was so lucky. So we discussed the treatment plan, which was 16, 16 sets of chemo, chemotherapy, followed by total mastectomy, and 30 radiation treatment. It took me almost nine months to finish all the treatment. In addition, uh, I participated in an experimental study and received another 17 infusion for a year to reduce the chance of recurrence, even though there was no clear evidence, you know, yet at that time. So 
you've never had anybody in your family have cancer, any of that. So when they told you about all these treatments and when you had to do all these treatments, how did you feel? Well, at the beginning of my treatment journey, I felt quite ill each time after chemo infusion. And we know, you know, common side effect from the, you know, toxic medication, like a chemo infusion, like a falling of hair, you know, nausea bombing, stuff like that. However, I felt thankful to be receiving treatment because my tumor was decreasing in size and I knew the medicine was working to kill my cancer cell. So it was just part of the process, you know. You're a nurse, you know, you know, you know, just sometimes medicine doesn't, isn't fun to take, but it's just part of the process. Well, yes, yes, Sally, yeah, you make the point, uh, but um, uh, I truly appreciated uh, for the opportunity I was able to receiving all this uh, treatment. Not everyone be able to access to the wonderful doctors and teams and medications are expensive. And um, so since I getting a chemo infusion, you know, it made me sick, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, three to four days. But after a couple of set, I realized the breast gets um, softer and then I can palpate myself, you know, tumor gets, you know, decreasing in size. And um, Few days after chemo infusion, usually you know I kind of bounce back, so I can I was able to eat you know meals, and then I can do light exercise. You know I was able to come for work, and you know I met the wonderful people around me, support me, you know, and praying for me, and I have uh, great supporters around me. I was really really lucky. What words of advice you'd like to offer um, to women like you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have decided to share my story, hoping more women in our community become aware of importance of annual mammograms and self-breast examination, regardless of your status of a current health or family history, especially women from other cultures who may have a different perception of health and healthcare as well as language barriers or limited medical access. Breast cancer is sometimes found after symptom appears, but many women with breast cancer have no obvious symptoms like me. Don't cry. Uh -huh, no, you're fine. <laughs> the size of breast cancer and how far it has spread uh, are some of the most important factors in predicting the progress and outcomes. Breast cancer found during screening exam are more likely to be smaller and still confined to the breast area. So, Jim, you said something really interesting. You said, despite of your uh, cultural background, you're of Asian descent, right? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from South Korea. South Korea. Is it is it not common for uh, women that are South Korean to get uh, these mammograms every year once they get to a certain age? Is there something, is there a different perception when it comes to this type of healthcare? Uh, yes, it's a good question. Well, actually, uh, the, the reason I just mentioned uh, perception of your health or your know, cultural background, uh, because somehow I 
thought I consider myself uh, was healthy. Somehow I thought I didn't carry high risk of cancer because I was healthy. I always maintained my weight and I thought I eat healthier than other people in here, you know, uh, people um, also um, and and so the, the reason of the culture, because recently I found an uh, interesting article, uh, it's part of a nursing journal, but uh, they, they researched some of the uh, Asian women, uh, uh, the groups, and uh, they tend to not follow all the guidelines uh, as much as the other uh, group in America, because they perceive themselves uh, uh, not having a high risk for certain like a disease, for example, like you know, um, uh, cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. So uh, the researchers found uh, the culturally they they thought they um, the, the the risk of cancer is related to more behaviors mm -hmm. like you know multiple partner, you know, mm -hmm. smoking uh, or something exactly like, that. like yeah. drinking. Right, so right. Uh, and some of the Asian culture they are more conservative. So somehow those women believe they are not really need to be get tested for that, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. So I kind of cheat myself. <laughs> I thought I was healthy somehow. I, where it comes from? <laughs> Nowhere, right? <laughs> but I uh, realized later, you know. It's important, you know, to follow the guideline as no matter what you think, what you believe. Sometimes it's not true at all. Sujim, thank you so much for sharing your survivor story. You're now an inspiration to many. You know that already. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please make sure to stay connected by following us on social media through our Facebook page, which is Fort Bend County Health and Human Services, and our Twitter account, which is at Fort Bend Health. Thank you. And until next time.